You're now tuned into the Fully Booked Podcast with Mace, French and Pox. Enjoy the listen. Where to go? Tell me where to go. terms of what you're saying in regards to um i guess the i don't want to say the origins of, of police in terms of i know i'm not going to speak on too much about the, the slave catching because i wasn't aware of that but in regards to the actual police as a system and um how it formed from my understanding as well limited understanding i should say was it came about from i guess it was more of a class issue so once upon a time, because you've got to remember, America is a young country compared to the UK. So the only reason why the UK, I mean, the USA exists is because people from the UK went over there, set up shop, was like, fuck you lot, back in the UK, we're doing our own thing. So that's how the US has come about. So in regards to the whole policing thing, I believe from what I've um, read or heard somewhere, that it came about because the upper class wanted all their goods and stuff to be protected when they was out of the house, so they wasn't getting robbed. So they would then get a set of people to protect these properties and they'll patrol these streets where they lived. So if any kind of ragabonds or ragamuffins would come around and be seen to be snooping around to burglarize these these rich people's houses, they would then be detained. And that's how I think the whole police system then became about and it is what it is today. As far as my limited information is in regards to going back. But what I want to really touch on was the fact that in the UK, we've got a different history. We've got different um, problems, essentially, with, with like racism, because it's a, lot, it's a lot more under the carpet over here. In America, it's obviously over, it's, a lot, it's very much in your face, whereas over here, as you said, I mean, Again, my, my personal view on it is very similar to yours in regards to the fact that everyone was, I guess, shouting about doing the whole black square thing, putting their bios. And I'm sure, bro, I don't really go on Instagram too, too much, but I know at, when it was happening, like you can look in any and everyone's bio and it had BLM in it. I'm sure if we looked in their bios today, it don't have it in there, in it. So one of my one of my problems that I had with the whole issue was not the fact that um, white counterparts were were saying Black Lives Matter and things like that, but for me it was like, alright, cool. This this ish, this protest and this writing is not gonna. It's only gonna do so much. But me personally, as a black man in this country, I have to wake up and know that I'm black. Like I'm made to know I'm black every single day that I wake up. Not just because I look in the mirror. It's because how people look at me and how they react when they see me, whether I'm walking down the street, whether I'm coming down the stairs or the elevator, whatever it may be. So I guess what what is it that we're we're trying to accomplish over here? Like leaving America aside, and not to say that their problems aren't our problems and we don't have similar interests of, of of that nature, but all that aside, where do we stand and what's what's the steps that we need to take to make improvements? And can we can we really expect there to be genuine improvements in a country where we're only three percent? Good question, and I've 
I kind of touched on this before in the, in the first in the first chat. Um, what are we trying to do? Mm. See, because there are many. How can I put it? I believe there are two sets of people, two sets of black people in the UK. You have those who want to integrate, and you got those who want to segregate. Innately, we we both want the same thing. We both want to have a position in the UK where we can be black without any issues and everything is equal and we have justice the same as everybody else. Mm -hmm. We don't want to have more, we don't want to have less, we just want to have the same and be left alone. We have two different groups. Now, there were two, there was one issue in each side. Um, and I would like to know which, which, which side you two both um, um, are on there, right? integration side the, the 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 issue with the integration side is we will integrate into into a into a society which financially so economically um they are better off right so we will then go into a society that's dominant who do not want to give up their their rank they don't want to give up their crown so ultimately we are going to go for an acculturation protest where we're going to assimilate to them so we can integrate. Integration just means that. But on a society level, integration means that because they're not integrating with us. We're integrating with them. So if we're integrating into them, that means that we have to do what they do. So being an integrationist, you are ultimately, you end up losing a piece of yourself because you have to go in over there. Do you see what I'm saying? So, for example, if 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 there's a room full of people, right? Room full of people, um, room full of people, uh, white people, and they're wearing red, right? And me as a black man, I wear blue, innit? I'm a I'm a blue man. I, I want to be blue, but I want everything that's in that room. So they've got Wi-Fi, they got PS5. They've got music, they've got bars, they've got everything. They've That whole society over there is lit. But I feel like I deserve everything in there. But they're like, I hear you, and so you do, right? And there's black people in there too, like scattered, but it's predominantly white, right? For me to go into that space and fit in and integrate into that space, I have to change my color blue. Because if I don't and try and be blue in a red space, I will stand out and a part of me will make me feel awkward. So when they've got like red filters and whatnot, like taking pictures and, you know, doing things that are accommodating to how they are as a culture being red. If I try and fit in, when it's got a red filter, when I'll look purple, I'll look wrong, I'll look a bit weird. So I would have to get out of my blueness and jump into the red just so I can enjoy what's going on over there. So I've lost my blue side. My blue side could be my history it could be my culture it could be my language it could be my hair type it could be whatever i have to lose that in order to fit in there once i'm in there i'm good they don't look at me as a black man they see i'm a person i'm representing red and we're all reds in there meaning we're all british we're all black british we're all white british we're all asian british whatever we're all british the britishness is the redness that becomes an issue because you lose yourself and you're stepping into that space so being an integrationist if you're stepping into someone else's space that means 
they are your responsibility. So they fund you, they pay you, they feed you, they house you because you're in that space. Therefore, they control what you do, essentially. So if you want to be equal like them, that's fine. They don't want to be equal like you, you're going to be equal like them. Well, if you're going to step into their field, like, okay, well, you're going to have to do what they do in order to get what they get. They're not going to say, oh yeah, come and do your own thing, take what you want to take and just, do, just be in this space. No, if you want to be like us, cool. And benefit, cool, you have to do these things. So you can lose yourself trying to be an integrationist if you're not careful, right? Then you have um, those that want to segregate. Now, the one issue with those that want to segregate is the, the concept and the method of how do you segregate? So how do you separate yourself from something that you've been attached to for generations upon generations? How do you tell, how do you provide something else for a baby that's been breastfed by its mother and said, you know what, we've got something that's even better. How? Because most of us are being breastfed by Britain or Britannia. So our colonizers are feeding us every single day, whether it's visual diet or um, edible diet, right? So how do we separate ourselves from that and go into this field and sustain ourselves, sustain our power, sustain our community? How do we do that? Well, there are blueprints that's been put in place. Marcus Garvey's written that in the message to the, um, message to the people. He lays down the blueprint of how we can create a system and create a power. I mean, he did that um, by saying, you know what, we don't need to go to the system, Africa, for the African home and abroad. So let's sustain ourselves. While we in America and we are importing and exporting stuff from Europeans, how about we do it ourselves? Well, we need to create a shipping line. So he created the Black Star Line and was like, yay, we've got our own shipping line so we can bring in our own things. We don't have to... He's laid down the blueprint, right? But there are people who agree with Marcus Garvey and disagree with Marcus Garvey. There are people who say, all right, let's segregate, but let's not segregate all the way. So when I say not all the way, it's like, okay, yeah, we can have our own clubs, have our own bars, um, but do we really want our own hospitals? Do we really need our own supermarkets? Do we really need our own banks? Because they're saying that we can still get money from them and, and pump it into our own community. We don't need to just have our own. We can still make white people come into our spaces and spend money with us and we can whatnot. So there's a divide within the segregation community because like, how far do you want to go? And then within that, you've got people who are pro-black, people who are pan-African, and you've got people who are a bit of both. And you've got those that are saying, well, I want to be able to support my community, be black, but I want to be able to do what I want to do. I want to be able to wear blue contacts. I want to be able to date outside my race. There's a massive divide, even in the segregation community, where it's not strong enough to even participate in that because your numbers are going to be low. I mean, you can do it in small pockets, like what Rastafarians do, but there isn't like a mass UK movement of black people saying we're going to go our own way. And majority of the time, there's always a rat in our system anyway. So even if we wanted to go set up our own thing, someone's going to go and run to a white person and say, oh, do you know black people are setting up their own school? Really? Well, let's go make sure that they've got the right governors in place and, and whatnot. So it's hard to trust people. So there's two things that we want as black people, but there's issues within them. It's about which one do you choose? Which one do you think is sustainable for black people in the UK? Uh, which one do you think is not? And which one do you think because it's about leaving generations of wealth behind for the next set of people, right? So which one do we feel like our children and our children's children can thrive in? Which, which section is it? Is it a segregation section and integration? And personally for me, from what I've read, I would prefer to be 
a segregationist. Just that's just that's just on me. But for you two, what for you, Mace? What 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 would you choose? I don't think it's uh, it's as black as white as black and white as you put it. In my personal experience and opinion, the reason I say that is because if you're a um, integrationist, for instance, and you're talking about the room and they're wearing red t-shirts, you're wearing a blue t-shirt. We read, we, we read and reviewed a book called The Mask of Masculinity a few, maybe a year or two ago. And it was about the different masks you have to wear on a daily basis in society, in your family, um, work, home. You wear various different masks. And actually, sometimes it's about gaining the knowledge because sometimes to succeed or to set up your own even, you might have to go and work in a certain field, job or whatever if you know in the long-term view or vision, you're going to set up your own to provide for your own, but actually you haven't got that knowledge or experience yet, you might have to go out and seek that. And that might be in an environment where you're not heavily populated. Do you get what I'm saying? I've got a good friend who's a structural engineer and day in, day out, he's surrounded by like geezers, white guys, pub for a drink and all the rest of it. But then me and him can have a conversation and speak about, we can speak about heritage, black food, all those kind of, he dates black women, all that kind of stuff. Do you get what I'm saying? And it's not his fault that the country cities in the, the um, studying he's done means that the, the demographic or type of people he's going to work with on a daily basis is that. Do you get what I'm saying? So I think it's not just as black and white. Personally, I think I'm I'm second generation, yeah, as in here, yeah. And like I think for me, the environment I've grown up in, the area I've grown up the people around me, it's a mixture of people. So, I mean, to, to, for me, it's never been a segregation thing. I've got a lot of family, like my mom's one of 10, my dad's one of six, and both sides are Jamaican, Barbados, both sides are black throughout. So I've always had a network of, or family around me. So I know culturally where I'm from, I know, like, proud to be black. At the same time, I, I, like, I can mix with, every, like the area I've grown up is very multicultural. Do you get what I'm saying? And there's people, I know there's good people from every race. So I'm not going to kind of say we must do this by ourselves and not, not employ any help or not, not kind of not reach out to that side for us to progress in life. I personally don't believe in that. That's just, that's just my personal view. Okay. What are you saying, French? Um, personally, I think, and I know it's going to probably, I don't want to say it's going to sound cliche, but as with anything, it's down to balance. I think I think we definitely need a base. I think we need our own base. We need a, I don't want to say a segregation or a away from everyone else. We're in our own, our own thing. But the same way like another community that's in the UK, the Jewish community, they have their own circles, but they also mix amongst the general public as well. So... And going back to that, I'll, I'll put it, I'll put it in uh, even more closer terms. Uh, you've got Southall, you've got Southall, right? Predominantly Asian area. That's 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 almost like home base. If you're Asian, it's most likely if you're from London, you're, you've got family there or you've got friends there. But that's like home base. It's like I, I can go skip out of town if if this if it's getting a bit peak. I've got home base over there. Let me go touch back home base, see what's going on over here. Cool, cool, cool. Grab some culture. All right, what's popping over here? All right, cool, boom. You, man, bless. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to brack out over here still. And I think we need something similar, maybe whether that's in the UK or we we have, um, we rarely establish a, a African dysphoria 
back in Africa. So a lot, as you said, mentioned earlier about the whole celebration of going back to Africa, so Ghana, Nigeria, etc. If we've got, if we've got a solid base, whether and again, I would like to say we have one in London, but I think we've missed that opportunity, unfortunately. Yeah, because I think we had one. We've had Brixton, had Hackney, we've had in West London, Labrador Grove, not in Hillgate. We've had those. Oh, we could have, we could have at that point stamped our 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 culture in it on our community, which we did to a time. But unfortunately, as I said, and it, and it goes back to information, mm. we at the time um, use our economic power to lay down foundation where we was at. We didn't do it. Whereas the Asian community have, they've laid down foundations and said, all right, this is our base. This is our thing. We've got our thing. Uh, the younger generations, I know you don't want to mix with the um, with, with society and you need to get jobs and you want to be successful. So you're going to have to go into go into university. You're going to have to mix with the different cultures that are there. So go and do your thing, but just know you've got a base right here. So anytime things a bit funny over there, base right here, touchback. It's like, Play, you know the game, and you go and play. You play bass and whatever, whatnot. Like you can go and run off, like run out. All right, cool. Let me run over there and see what's popping over there. It's getting a bit mad. Bass time. Do you know what I'm saying? So, I think we need that. So that's why I'm saying it's a bit of a mixture of both. We can't just be we're separate because certain things we're not astute to. We need to learn from others as well. There's certain techniques about whether it's architecture, whether it's about doctors, or whether it's about um, coding. Like there's some things that we need to learn from other cultures and there's some things that we can teach other cultures. So I don't think a, a complete divide is really going to be beneficial for us or them as a world because at the end of the day, and I know some people may not like to hear it, but we are one people. Like we are people at the end of the day. We're humans. And I, and, and I don't want to go into a whole different tangent, but when it's all said and done, if... And I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon or in a lifetime. But just to say I, um, an alien species was to come out of space and come down to Earth, we're team human. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Forget black and white, forget this and forget that. And I know it's a bit far off. I'm not just to say that's just going to happen. But just to bring in, emphasise that the fact of the matter is we need to be more unified than segregated. Do you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I, told, I agree with both of you. And I, I, I love your answers because you're right. You're both right. Now, here was where I, I disagree, right? Gonna, I hear a buck. I hear a buck. <laughs> <laughs> not even. Here's, I, no, but, but, but what you're saying is right. We should yeah. have a base. You know what I mean? And I love that because we should. We had, like you said, we had one of these communities where if things get peak, just come back home in it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Now, here's, here's, what, here's where, where I would disagree, right? Is because we've got under Frances Cress Wilson, who wrote um, a book called The ISIS Papers, and her mentor was someone named Needy Fuller. He says, um, if you do not understand white supremacy, everything you think you understand is just going to confuse you, right? And when I heard that, I was like, what did he mean? And it, and it, it, made, me, it made me deepen um, what, what he actually meant. Now, the reason why I'm saying there's, there's two sets, right? Because we, as, as much as we may need to integrate into, we, you understand, yeah? Is that, mm. look at the ideology of, of integration. You are mm. gonna integrate into what? A society that's already a segregationist. So mm. 
we can't be saying we're integrationists, right? Solely, you're going to need to be essentially, we can't be integrationists solely because you're going to need to be a segregationist as well. They were, like you're saying about the Jewish community, the way how they've got their, that you got, they will venture out and do whatever, but they've got their base. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? They've got Stamford Hill, they've got their, their areas where they can call home. They've got their own, they've got their own police system. Imagine that, mm-hmm. they've got their own police cars with their Mac, right? Yeah. And they, but they are innately, they are segregationists. The Jewish community are fantastic at what they do because they are masters in design. When I say that, is they tricked the whole entire world to believe that their religion is a race. Meaning, they actually made people believe that Jewish is actually a race of people when it's not. Because the idea of race through the etymology is based upon skin complexion, right? So the Jewish nation or is connected to is, is connected to Israel. Israel is on a peninsula that surrounds the Gaza Strip, which is close to Palestine, which is then also connected to Africa. So where they're, where they're called base is not actually a racist geographical location, but they actually made their religion be so powerful that they separated and said, I'm not white, I'm Jewish. It's like, what? How did you even come to that idea? But to, to spin it back to what you're saying, right? Um, about we need both. Yeah, we do need both. We do need to learn from those. But it's the people that we are dealing with, mm. right? Who don't play fair and they don't have to be, what I'm saying that you're both right is because through heritage and through blood and DNA, you're both African. You're mm. thinking of the African mind, which is brilliant. So you're about, yeah, we need to learn. We shouldn't separate because by nature, that's what we do. We want to love. We want to offer. We want to give. We want to feed. Our grandparents want to feed you. You go to your brother's grandparents' house. Have you eaten? And you want to, because by us, that's just the way that we are. So you're not wrong. But whilst we are on Babylon's soil, you have to identify with their game. They do not play fair. The only nation away from Ethiopia, the only nation that understood how bad mind these people can be is Haiti with the Haitian revolution. This book here called The Irritated Genie, right? If I bring it like that. The Irritated Genie by Jacob Carruthers details the genie that he's talking about, right? I don't know if the lights, if I block it from the light, there's a guy there, there's a ship there, there's an African man there, right? What he's talking about, yeah, it's quite a thin book, right? But what he's talking about, right, is that the, the, the genie, is the African spirit within you that has to get irritated in order for you to fight back. So Toussaint Leverture, Dessaly, Bookman, um, they had the irritated genie within them and they was like, no, nah, we ain't doing this. And I've highlighted, why did I highlight this part here? Um, so basically what, what they're talking about in what he's talking about in this book here, um, well, this section, which is like page 50, page 54, Mm. Um, it's talking about you had freed Africans and you had freed whites because Haiti was owned by the French, right? So you had freed Africans and freed whites that then decide, once they were freed, they thought that they were of a certain class. They were higher class than the rest of the Africans. So what they wanted to do was try and find their way to work within the system to try and go up to be up there with the rest of the higher class French people. Um, so then you had Toussaint, he was like, let's forget about them. Yeah, I know, yeah. Yeah, so let's forget about them. Um, let's worry about what we're going on. So let's go back and, you know, deal with the Maroons and what they're in the hills. 
and let's figure about a way how we can form our own military base and then fight back. The freed Africans were like, you know what? No, we shouldn't because we should be able to learn from these people. And matter of fact, even, even uh, there's a point, there's a part here yeah, where it says, um, all right. The question of black people being able to survive without the colonial economy was no problem for them in the view of the fact that the free African communities had survived outside the white economy throughout the 300 year history of the colony. The light, so the land was fertile and the black field hands had been feeding themselves through their gardens. Hence, all that was needed to bring liberty was to throw away the images of white man's God and let the imitated genie possess all blacks. The traditional system of defense would guarantee that the Europeans would not return. Furthermore, upon such a base, it was possible for a level of prosperity to be built which be similar to much of Africa before European invasion. So as long as we get rid of the African, uh, the European ideology of su superiority, we can fund ourselves because we've been able to do it anyway. And if we can do that, we might be able to reprint what the, the, the globe of Africa has been doing for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, right? And then he speaks about, um, okay, it was felt that the mulattoes and blacks who had been freed or born free and had received an education otherwise been successfully influenced by civil life should be accepted as equals by the whites and fully integrated into colonial society and be given equal opportunity to perform whatever role they were qualified to perform. They further held that slavery or forced labor at the bottom of society was a necessary evil. So he's talking about free blacks, mixed people and whites saying, Do you know what? And these are educated people, by the way. Do you know what? Things are peak, things are bad, yeah. But in order for us to create the economy that we've got here in Haiti, slavery needed to happen. We needed to create a superior and inferior um, in order to build the nation that we've got now. These are free blacks who are educated, uh, um, majority freed whites and a few uh, mixed race people who came up with the idea because they were integrated into colonial um, uh, ideology, colonial, colonial understandings. We have that today. You still have black people and you still have um, another set of people and even white people that will say, yeah, but Africans sold slaves too. The same thing. We're going back 300 years ago and the same conversation is happening now. When you integrate your mindset changes, you think, yeah, but we're not even speaking our native tongue anyway, so we're using the language of our oppressor, essentially. So we are debating amongst ourselves with the poison and the smells used by our oppressor. And that was from 1700s, and that's before 1804 when they um, had the, the massive uprising revolution began. But this is from 1700s in Haiti, and that was the only nation, African nation, by Ethiopia, but the only African nation that was able to overthrow. This is what they was dealing with over there before they even went into battle. So they understood that you have to separate yourselves in order for you to sort of thrive as a nation because these people do not play fair. And the French were just brutal anyway. Um, an another book, there's, there's two volumes. I think there's three. I've only got two volumes though. This book here, this is volume one, right? You got KKK there. And it's called um, From Niggers to Gods by a Kill, right? And you got volume two there, right? And what, what he's talking about, yeah, is um, essentially about 
how do you recognize how do you go from being what society has created you to be because there's a great speech um i don't know who said this oh, i can't i can't remember but someone said an academic said an historian said the greatest thing that united states created was the nigger the greatest person and the most successful person to play that role was the negro right so what he's saying here from niggas to gods he's talking about how do you change your mindset from trying to be like the oppressor and going into innately what is your divine calling, which is being a god, right? And in, in, this, in this piece, he's saying um, our behavior is learned from the United States, right? So he's saying we learned how to do a drive-by shooting from America when she did a fly-by shooting in Libya, Panama, and Iraq. We gunned down our black people just like America has gunned down the yellow, brown, red, and black peoples of the earth throughout history. We ain't nothing new. We make our money through illegal buy and sell activities, just like illegal activities that this country's richest families and business people have used to succeed for themselves. This is nothing new. We only imitate our atmosphere. So for those who don't like what they see in us, take a look at yourself. The fruit don't fall far from the tree. This generation of people are a great value and are the strongest of the strong. So give us the love, attention and respect that is due so that we can return the same back to you. We are yours and you are ours and we are all we got. So let us become one generation with one common goal. Total liberation for all the entire black nation. The older generations have survived so the generations can be underneath can succeed. We respect you, we honor you, we love you and we thank you. And then this, the last bit of the book I'm gonna read is called Religious Confusion, yeah? And he says, my religion is this, my religion is that. He's quoting it. Uh, my religion says this, my religion says that. Well, I'm a Christian. Well, I'm a Muslim. Well, I'm original black Jew. Well, I'm an Egyptologist. My dear brothers and sisters, please stop with all the madness. Just hush your mouth, just shut up, stop, wait. I don't want to hear all of this mess. Can't you see what this unnecessary confusion is doing to us? Are we going to be divided and conquered again by this white man's petty labels and titles he's put upon us? Answer that question. Okay, so let's look at this as a thing. So you say that you're a Christian. Well, so am I, because I'm trying to grow and crystallize into the mind of Christ too. So you say that you're Muslim. Well, so am I, because I'm in submission to the will of God too. So you say that you're an original black Jew. Well, so, so am I, because I am an original black man who is circumcised of the heart too. So you say that you are an Egyptologist. Well, well, so am I, because I am the black seed of the great civilization and every black god and goddess that ever lived. Is wrapped up in my DNA, genetic coding, alive and well, living with the subconscious mind of the spiritual third eye, waiting to exhibit and express supreme powers of divine too. Now, the reason why I spoke about um, irritated genius and from niggas to gods is because we, as, as long as we are living in Britain and living in the UK, we have to consider the other at all going times. Like you said, that you don't consider yourself black, right? until you step outside because of how people look at you. Same goes for me. Like, I'm a black man, I know it, but I'm reminded of what it is to be black based mm. upon me being in Britain. So, for example, um, if we look at this, because we have to identify with, 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 with black, right? Okay. So if we look at this, for example. Mm -hmm. Now. But those are... 
for those that are just listening uh, via the podcast, we're looking at a, a image of a black female at the moment. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Yeah. So this is um uh basically what I do with my young people, I say to you, do you consider yourself black? Do you consider yourself white? Well, for those that consider yourself black, raise your hand. So they raise their hand, I'm like, okay. So what what does it mean to be black? And they're like, um, I don't know, just black and that's it. I'm just black. Mm-hmm. I'm like, cool. So I'm like, okay, so what does black mean in a dictionary? And they're like, I don't know. So I'm like, you call yourself something and you've never looked it up. All right then. Okay, cool. Well, let's look it up. And this is a generation of, you know, button bashers, isn't it? You see what I'm saying? They're not really, I mean, some of them, the ones that I would deal with, they will pick up a book, but, you know, it would be easier for them to use their phone. So I'm like, okay, well, go on dictionary.com and let's have a look at what they class as black, right? So they're like, okay, cool. So black as an adjective, says black on blackest, right? And here's what they got. Um, it says in point one that it's basically a color that lacks hue and brightness and absorbs light without reflecting any rays composing of it. Definitely, 110%, you know what I mean? If you, are um if you have if you're in a car okay and you've got black seats okay and you park towards the sun mm-hmm. you go and do your team come back and you sit on <laughs> yeah that seat is going to cook you in it so that makes sense right it absorbs light yeah part two pertaining or belonging to any of the various populations characterized by dark skin pigmentation specifically the dark skin peoples of africa oceania and australia yeah Okay, so they're saying anybody that's considered black are people that are from these continents. Okay, cool. And then it goes on. So as an adjective for black, it says soiled or stained with dirt, gloomy, pessimistic, dismal, deliberately harmful, inexcusable, ill-boding, sullen or hostile, threatening, without any moral quality or goodness, evil, wicked, indicating censure, disgrace or liability to punishment, marked by disaster or misfortune, based on grotesque, morbid, or unpleasant aspects of life. That's just as an adjective. So they're like, raw, swear down, sir. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, we move. So as a synonym, so blackish, blackishly, blackishness. You've got dark, dusky, sooty, inky, sable, ebony, cool, dirty, dingy, depending on what it is, all right, cool. Then we get to point three, sad, depressing, somber, doleful, mournful, funereal, disastrous, calamitous, sinful, inhuman, fiendish, devilish, infernal, monstrous, atrocious, horrible, nefarious, treacherous, traitorous, villainous. That is synonym. So these are similar words, similar things that you can connect to the word black. All right, cool. So when you have an adjective in a dictionary and you've got a synonym, they also give you something called an antonym. Antonym being non-black. So being the opposite, right? Cool. So you have what here is only three things. So they put white, clean, hopeful, and cheerful. So I say to my students, do you bathe your skin? They're like, yeah, yeah, cool, I bathe every day. So I'm like, okay, cool. Do you get happy um, every day? Do you get happy about seeing your parents, happy about life, happy about the food, your home, your friends? They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay. You like to keep yourself clean, your room clean, your body clean? They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay. So are you white? They're like, no. But they're like, but this is this is what it means. This is what it is. This, this is exactly this is what it is. You means you're white. They're like, no, I'm not, sir. Blah, 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 blah. But this is what the society sees of you. 
This is exactly what it sees of you. Now, I must remind you is that what you're seeing here is a revised version. So last, last year, March, um, sorry, 2019 March, um, this came out. And Black Twitter went crazy and was like, Dictionary.com is racist. How have you got all of these things? Mm -hmm. So what they decided to do was change up Dictionary.com and do a revised version. And this is the revised version. So this is what they left behind for people to look at. So you can only imagine what it looked like before. So when I say to people... Oh, shit. Um, so this is the, re this is the, the, the adjusted version. Exactly. This is exactly what it is, right? So I'm like, hear what? Let's sort this out. Let's do this. Let's sort it out. Let's talk about it. So we unpack this. And when we unpack this, um, I say to them, like, hey, you know, this is what they think of you. And this is what they've called black. And this is what they've labeled as black. And this is all these sort of things. So then they look at me like, Raj, you know what? You've got a point, you know, maybe I need to talk about things differently. Maybe I need to address myself. No, you can call yourself black if you want to. But this is the idea of blackness has been created for this purpose. And this purpose is to label you as negative, as bad as this one. These are the people that we have to go up against. And these are the people that we want to, um, to integrate with, essentially. Like, this is, this, is, this is mental. And one of the worst people to, um, to, to speak about blackness is um, that man, David Starkey. Like, this man is, David Starkey, um, considered a world-class historian. I don't know if you can hear it. What's happened is that yeah, a substantial yeah. section of the chats that you wrote about have become black. The whites have become black. A particular sort of violent, destructive, nihilistic, gangster culture has become the fashion. And black and white, boy and girl, operate in this language together. This language, which is wholly false, which is a Jamaican patois that's been intruded in England. And this is why so many of us have this sense of literally a foreign country. In that speech, Enoch Powell talked about 15 or 20 years time, the black man having the whip hand over the white man. That's not true. What's happened is black culture. This is the enormously important thing. It's not skin color, it's cultural. Listen to David Lammy an archetypical, successful black man. If you turned the screen off, so you were listening to him on radio, you'd think he was white. So, uh, this is David Starkey, who was a historian at Cambridge University. This is his ideology, and this is what he calls himself, and this is what he discusses, and this, oh, this is David Starkey. Now, the main point that he said is that if you listen to David Lammy, articulate black man right and if you listen to him and you turn the tv off and you just listen to his voice you would think he was white now he wanted to remind the viewers that by the way david lammy is articulate he's an intelligent black man so if you listen to this intelligent black man he will sound white however urban culture or these chavs that are talking about in the conversation are are acting black because they're doing this whole wild thing in his approach, right? So 
his ideology of what it means to be black is negative. But he's saying black culture. I mean, anybody can adapt. Anybody can take it, whatnot. So those that are saying suck your mum at 10 Downing Street, he would say you're taking on black culture because it's a Jamaican thing. So these are the sort of people that we want to, <laughs> to integrate with. All right, cool. We move, yeah.